The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. Tonight on Crisis, an intriguing tale of a young woman's desperate search for her mother, a mother whom she has never known, and the improbable place to which her quest leads her. Our play by Tony Aries is entitled Birthright, and we'll bring you Act One in just a moment. And now, here is Act One of Birthright. It's afternoon on the pier at Fun City Amusement Park. The buzz of strolling fun seekers is momentarily drowned out by the screams of roller coaster riders. Chills hawk tawdry prizes for the burst of a balloon. A baby cries, unheeded. Aromas of popcorn, hot dogs, and corn on the cob intermingle and hang heavy in the dead air of summer. Excited children and reluctant parents are lured by the incessant march beat of a faded and blistering merry-go-round. Nearby, in a small rundown building along the boardwalk, is the studio of Madame Natalia. On the cracked glass of her door is a peeling painting of a large crystal ball with the inscription, Madame Natalia, Fortunes Told. At the moment, in the back room of her bleak establishment, the madam is engaged in a rather secular chore, feeding her cat. All right, Kismet, I know you're hungry. I'm not neglecting you. Look, Mommy's getting your dinner ready right now. There. Oh, now, where did I put your dish? Here we go. Doesn't that look good? You're getting so fat, you're just like me. <laughs> oh, that's my girl. That's my girl here. You have at it now. Oh, as long as I have a dime, you'll always eat. Kismet, what's going to become of us? I wish I could look into my crystal ball and see us living in the lap of luxury for the rest of our lives. <laughs> that chance of that. Let's face it, Kismet, we're all we've got. Now, that's a girl. You just go ahead and eat. <laughs> Dumb old cats. Oh, someone's out front. No, not today. I'm tired. Uh, go away. Madame Natalia. Uh, go away. I'm, I'm sick. I, I'm not working today. Madame Natalia, please. Won't you see us just for a few minutes? It's important. Oh, very well. I'll be right out. Now, Kismet, you stay here, old girl. I'll get rid of him and I'll be right back. Yes? I promise we won't take up much of your time, but you're our last resort. Really? What is it that Madame Natalia can do for you? Penny, are you sure you want to do this? Of course. Oh, oh excuse me, Madame Natalia. This is my fiancé, Alan. How do you do? Hello. We were just leaving the park when we saw your sign, and I said to Alan, why not try it? Try what, my dear? Well, we're trying to locate my mother. I see. Uh, girl, I am not a missing persons girl. I know. We've been to the Missing Persons Bureau and, and to the police and to every other agency that could possibly help us, but so far, no luck. Penny, this is insane. Alan, hush. Remember, we don't get married until after I find out about Mother. Just who are you, young lady? Oh, forgive me. I'm Penny. Penny Heatherwood. Penny Heatherwood? Yes. Well, what's the matter? Oh, nothing, nothing. Penny Heatherwood. Now, that's a lovely name. Thank you. I made it up. What? Well, that's all part of my story. May we sit down? Uh, 
Why, why, of course. Young man, will you pull that table away from the wall? Oh, sure. Then we can all sit around it. That's fine. Now, please pull up a chair. Kismet. She's been my faithful companion for years. Now, baby, you shouldn't be out here. I have customers. Now, you go back and finish your dinner. That's a good girl. Now, now, where were we? Oh, yes, your mother. Now, what makes you think Madame Natalia can help you find her? Well, I don't know. I thought maybe you could look into your crystal ball. And... Crystal ball? Well, yes, like, like the one painted on your window. Maybe you could at least tell me if she's still alive. Oh, my dear, I haven't used a crystal ball in years. That painting is just a, well, just a gimmick. As a matter of fact, the cops, uh, the, the police rather frown on the use of crystal balls. Okay, Penny, come on, let's get out of this place right no, now. No, Alan, wait. Don't be so impatient. Madame Natalia can help us. I, I know it. But, my dear, what you ask of me could cost you a great deal of money. How much? Well, I was thinking of, say, $50. If you're successful, I'll give you 500 500 I've recently inherited a sum of money from my Penny, father. Penny, Penny, don't tell her that. But that's all part of it. If, if my mother's alive and we can find her, I can share it with her. I see. Well, because you two are such nice young people, you know what I'm going to do? What? I am going to help you. Oh, good. And somehow I knew she would. Kismet, old girl, we have a new client. Isn't that nice? Now, Penny, may I call you that? Of course. Well, Penny, to begin with, any details you can give me will be most helpful. Details? Yes. Yes, anything about your, your mother, your father, your plans, your dreams, your inheritance. Well, do you need all that? Can't you just look into your crystal ball? I told you, my dear, that's against the law. Oh, yes, you told me that. But, well, well, where should we start, then? Your mother. What is her name? I don't know. You don't know? When I was a year old, she left me on the steps of Heatherwood. Heatherwood? It's a foundling home. I was raised there. Oh, my child. Well, they didn't even know my name. They named me Penny because she'd thrown a few coins in the basket with me. Later, I just took the name Heatherwood. Oh, she must have been very poor and very desperate. But she shouldn't have abandoned me, do you think? Perhaps, perhaps you do not know all the circumstances, my dear. Maybe not. But I vowed when I grew up, I, I'd find her just as my father found out where I was. Don't you think I have that right? Of course, of course. But wasn't your father able to help you find your mother? I never met him. One day I got this check in the mail with a letter explaining that a man claiming to be my father had died and left me over... Penny, Penny, don't tell her how much. Why not? Well, the woman's a fraud. Can't you see that? Alan, I have this feeling. Now, just be quiet. Madame Natalia will do everything in her power to help you. Do you think she's still alive? I want so much to share my good fortune with her. Oh, you are very generous and forgiving. We'll find out all about your mother, and then you and your young friend can be married. You see, Alan? I knew we'd come to the right place. No, Penny, come on, let's get out of here. It's not too late. Let's go right now. Alan, don't spoil my dream. Oh, Kismet, what do you want now? Would you two excuse me a moment? She's probably knocked over her dish. Certainly. I'll be right back. Take your time. You couldn't blast me out of here. Good. Now, Kismet, what is it, girl? Oh, it's attention you want, isn't it? Don't you know you mustn't disturb Mother when she has a client? And a very rich client at that. Oh, baby, I think our long, lean days are coming to an end. Now, you just be patient a little while longer, and you'll be rolling in catnip. And Mama, 
Mama's going to be rolling in clover. <laughs> And now, Act Two of Birthright. It's late afternoon of the following day. The sun has fallen behind the rusty steel framework of the amusement park rides, and lights begin to flicker and glare, luring evening fun seekers with a glittering promise of thrills and excitement. On the boardwalk in Madame Natalia's parlor, it's grown dark. A single overhead bulb casts eerie shadows on the three people seated at the table, holding hands. Madame Natalia sits regally, her head tilted back, her eyes closed. We'll try once more. No, not again. Oh, powers of darkness, oh, wisdom of the universe, help thy humble servant to assist this despairing young lady in her hour of need. Oh, freely. Help me to comprehend your infinite power and translate your boundless knowledge into an earthly form that your servant may blow away the clouds of darkness which hang heavy over the head of this beautiful young lady. Oh, wow. this is quiet. Quiet. Something is happening. What is it? Wait. I think I see. Yes. It, now it is clear. I am in contact. I can see a form. It's a woman. How can you see anything with her eyes closed? It's a woman old beyond her years. She is frail. I get the impression she is... Haunted by the misdeeds and indiscretions of her youth. Just a minute. Yes. Yes. Now what? Now. The feeling is indisputable. She mourns a child. A lost child. An abandoned child. Yes. It's my mother. Oh, she's too much. Madame Natalia. Madame, are you all right? <laughs> is anything wrong? Oh, no. No, my dear. No, nothing is wrong. She is alive. Your mother is alive. Where is she? Ask her where she is. She is merely an impression, my child. She has no voice. There must be some way we can get... Patience, girl. Patience. There are ways. There are ways. Oh, powers of darkness. We beg for some indication of the whereabouts of the woman who contacted us. We ask only an impression through your infinite wisdom. Wait. Wait, there is something. Something is coming through. We await your revelation, great power. Wow. Oh, no. What is it? Kismet, you naughty girl. What happened? Kismet, she broke our contact. We can't believe it. Is that possible? Oh, of course, of course. It, it has to do with animal vibrations. I'm, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll try again later. Bunk and mumbo-jumbo. Penny, we're wasting our time here. Maybe you're right. No, please, please. We must be patient. There is no time clock in the realm of the occult. There is only the moment. The moment when all conditions are at their proper posture in the grand scheme of the universe. Grand scheme. A very appropriate description. No, that's okay, Alan. If she needs more time, she can have it. Your confidence is not misplaced, my dear. Of course, there are other matters of investigation. There are times when one must turn to more secular sources. Fortunately, this often involves additional time and... Uh, money, hmm? Yes, money. Sure. But is it not worth a trifle more if results are to be forthcoming? I can tell you I have already made contact with an official in the small town of Woodhaven who has access to certain information unavailable to... Why do you look at me like that, my dear? 
Why Woodhaven? Why did you contact someone in Woodhaven? Why, um, I believe you mentioned Woodhaven in our earlier conversations. No, I didn't. Well, no matter. You mentioned the children's home where you were left as a child. Heatherwood, didn't you say? Like your name? Yes. Well, is not Heatherwood in the town of Woodhaven? That is common knowledge, I believe. What better place to start? Yes, of course. Forgive me. You do not give me credit, young lady, for using any means available to assist you. After all, that is what I am being paid for, is it not? Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of money... I knew that was coming. My secular investigation will require additional funds placed in the proper hands. Now, look here. There's a bottom of the barrel, you know. We've given you enough... <laughs> oh, Kismet, I've been neglecting you, haven't I? You want something to eat, don't you, baby? You'll have to excuse me now. My friend needs attention. Now, come back tomorrow at the same time. Perhaps I will have news for you. Perhaps. No, Madam Natalia, you... will have to excuse me now. Come, Kismet. Now, why didn't you tell me you were hungry? Poor baby. And please close the door when you leave. And, oh, you may leave the money right there on the table. But that's the truth. I have nothing further to report at this time. You, you fraud, you have done nothing. You've taken our money, you've tried those phony seances, and nothing. You've tried your so-called secular sources, and nothing. What are you going to do next? You know, read our palms or tea leaves? Hey, no way, not at your rates. Penny, honey, I've had it. You're, you're just throwing your money away. Let's get out of here, please. Wait, Alan, I've got a feeling. Like what? Why did we stop here in the first place, remember? Because on the door we saw a painting of a large crystal ball, remember? Yeah, I'm... Yeah. Only we had a crystal ball. I just know it would work. Well, I, I wasn't going to mention it, but uh, I do have a crystal ball. You're kidding. The law says I'm not supposed to use it. They're always prowling up and down the boardwalks, nosing around. But Madam Natalia, you may be our last hope, please. Penny, forget it. It's just another phony trick, honey. Phony? I beg your pardon, sir. The crystal ball has been in use for centuries. Sure, to defraud impressionable people who believe what they want to believe. Predictions and fortunes from a ball of glass. Come on, now. Glass? Glass, you say? Mine is the finest crystal. It sits on a lead base unlike any other in the entire world. Oh, could we see it? Young man, you see that beaded curtain over against the wall? Yeah. Well, go to it. Bring the crystal ball to the table. Penny, are, are you sure? Go on, Alan. On your way, would you kindly pull that drape across the front window? We don't need any uninvited guests. Yeah, you mean cops, It's huh? on the second shelf on the right. Well, I see it. Well, this thing must weigh a ton. Don't drop it. It's very valuable. There is no other like it. Now, that's right. Bring it bring it over here. Well, it looks just like a ball of glass to me. Well, set, it, set it down right here. Mm. Gently, gently. Mm. Now, notice the base, my dear. Alan, you look at this. Isn't it beautiful? This carved lead base came from deep in the forests of Bavaria. One of a kind. Look, Alan. Three female figures seem to be supporting the crystal ball. What are they, madam? The Furies? That's right. The Furies. Electo, Tisiphone, Magiera. The three terrible spirits with snaky hair. Oh, look at that detail. Hand-carved. My dear, how did you know they were the Furies? I've been looking for them for a long time. What? 
It occurred to me that the woman who left me on the steps of Heatherwood, my mother, must have lived somewhere in the surrounding area. I started a house-to-house campaign, hoping that even after 20 years, somebody could give me a clue to my identity. How much time it took, that didn't matter. I knew I'd find her. And one day, I met an old woman. She lived in a crummy shack and had a horrible scar on her face. She remembered a neighbor who had a year-old child who suddenly disappeared. The neighbor told her the child had died, and she soon moved away. The only thing the old woman could remember about her was that she had a prized possession, an old crystal ball with a base decorated with three ugly women who had hair like a nest of snakes. This is that face! Madam Natalia, you are my mother, and you threw me away. Oh, no, wait, wait, you don't understand. Alan, our search is over. You know what to do. Use the base. No, Penny, I can't. Yes, you can. I can't. What did we go through all this for? Do you still want to marry me? Pick it up! No, I... Pick it up! What are you doing? What's this heavy? I know. Put it down. Put it down. Yes, Alan. Put it down. And you know where. No, no, you can't do this. Let me explain. Too late. Too late. Now, Alan, now! You're not... She's not moving. Penny, she's dead. I'm so proud of you, Helen. You know what we're going to do now? We're going to get married just like we planned. Come on, Alan. The only one of, of its kind in the world. That's, that's what the woman... The woman with the scar who gave it to me. In a moment... A word about tonight's cast and a scene from next week's adventure on Crisis after these messages. Tonight, Crisis presented Birthright, written and directed by Tony Aries, and featuring in the cast Shirley Aries, Pat French, and Dean Smith. The program was produced by yours truly, Jim French, at Audio Recording Incorporated in Seattle. We hope you'll be with us again next week at this time for crisis.